Hello listener, Matt here. Support Ben, read his ramblings, or find further notes on this show at securitized.com, spelled S-E-C-U-R-I-T-Y-Z-E-D.com. Welcome to the sensuous sounds of topic of choice, where this week we are going to do a combined episode of the podcast Sensuous Sounds of Infosec and Topic of Choice, because both me and Joey Police are too lazy to crank out our own distinct episodes <laughs> for ourselves. Um, I'm Ben Maliso. And I'm Matt Snotty. I'm Rafael Fita. <laughs> and I'm Joey Police. <laughs> And Joey, thank you for this idea. Uh, I like that we're getting more value. We're squeezing this rock for all the blood it contains. Mm-hmm. And and I'll make you this offer, Joey, because I know your show is a little bit different than mine. I'll try not to even curse at all. We'll see, <laughs> we'll see if I even participate in the wow. discussion. Oh, my gosh. That's a that, that that's big, Ben. That's yeah. And, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm just warm-hearted, you know. <laughs> Joey and I had lunch today before we got on this podcast, and and Joey even said to me, "Should I ask Ben if he can watch his language just a little bit?" <laughs> and I said, "No, just let him do it." Just like <laughs> I, I, I was like, "Yeah, you know what? I'll just bleep it out. I'm not worried about it." I, I was gonna say this will be like the first topic of choice episode where it goes. Dee, 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 dee. <laughs> <laughs> like Morse code. Morse code. Yeah, exactly. Morse code. Exactly. Right. All right. Well, um, so what's the topic, think, Joey? I'm going to let you lead. Say, I think yeah. I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll introduce the topic. Um, so I, I have been wanting to really talk about this. And what better uh, panel to have than the three of you with me on this uh, episode um, is if somebody wants to begin a career in technology, is help desk a requirement almost is that the best place to start and and obviously this topic can be organic as far as where we we go with it but the reason i say this is because i have several young individuals approaching me asking me hey can we spend a day shadowing you over christmas break can we you know and and if we were to get into this field how would you advise an individual to to go about it and matt and i have had the conversation you know, is is college first? Is it a vocational school? Is it getting directly into the field? And I kind of want to open this up because we have such a combined, um, uh, I guess, massive years of experience in this area. We can all put our input in. So there it is. Sure. Great topic. Great idea. Great concept. I love it. And the first thing I tell a young person is don't get anywhere near Joey Police and think that that's going to be indicative of of your career path. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Don't don't listen to me. Don't, what did they say? If you can't, what wait then wait for the, what is the what is the teaching uh, phrase for those who can't those, do those teach. who can't do teach those who can't teach <laughs> teach Jim. <laughs> Oh. Who's, who's Jim? <laughs> Why does he get all the bad teachers? <laughs> For Rofty, that's gymnasia. I want to. I want to ask Rofty first. Rofty is the youngest out of all of us, mm. and so my question is, Rofty, tell us a little bit about your 
uh, propulsion into the IT field? Where did you get started and so on? So we're going to have a little bit of background on your uh, on your IT career. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Well, then I think um, probably I did not start at help desk. Let's just get it right there. I'm a chemist um, uh, from profession. That's what I that's what I, I got taught. That's where I have a degree in chemistry, um, biochemistry and genetics and stuff like that. Um, and <clears throat> basically, when I was working in life science sector, um, the the IT, because I was interested, um, department and our like the analysts and the people who are doing the, the chemical parts, they did not like talk the same language most of the time. And I was offering to help and to sort of like be the bridge. And um, over the years, I became like the assistant um, head of IT. And next to my all my chemistry, um, like uh, duties. <laughs> and so I had to learn the OZ model. I had to um, take courses. Um, Wait, like did you just say o the OSI model? O OSI model is what he's going. Through. Yeah. Okay. 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 OSI. Okay. You spell it like you say each. Each. Uh, okay. I. We say in like, that particular OZ. one. But yes, I, I love OZ, <laughs> and now I'm going to confuse my students on purpose by R saying Raf that. Rafti, tell tell the audience that uh, where where are you right now? Where where are you located? Okay, yeah, yeah, because people who listen to the Central Sounds maybe have picked up on this. I'm I'm in Austria, um, not Australia. We <laughs> only have kangaroos in the zoo. Um, that's in the heart of Europe, um, basically between Germany and Italy. Like we're right right in the middle there. And um, yeah, Rafti's ready to go to bed right now as we're recording this. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fairly late, yes, and for you it's in the middle of the day. Um, but yeah, so, um, of course this from us is from an international perspective, maybe then a, a little bit more as well. I think Europe in general, um, so my, as I said, my path would be considered a little bit unusual, um, because I, I don't know anybody, like none of my employees are like start with help desk. Most of them have a, at least a bachelor's degree in cybersecurity. And so my perspective would be like, and I tell those uh, this to to people who who approach me who want to get into this as well. I'm like, don't follow my path. Don't become a chemist <laughs> to get into IT. This is not the way to go. Um, but um, of course, it helped. It helped um, this to have this mindset to be analytical, to to know how to study, how to know how to retain different sorts of like very broad because chemistry is a broad topic, of course, as well. And it it uh, taught me how to keep different aspects of um, only vaguely related topics in in my head and to how to connect them and and stuff like that. But so basically, if you have a talent for this, I think because as you're saying, IT is very broad. You have to know stuff like from and we talked about this on the Central Sounds of Infosec. We talked about TPMs, which is a physical implementation of security, and we're talking about encryption. Um, which of course then relates to this, but it's theoretically a mathematical um, uh, thing on top of this physical stuff. And then we're talking about like just uh, how to transport and send stuff, which then, yeah. So it's it's very broad. It's you have to know about um, a lot of things in that regard. I think. And Joey, I hope you don't mind if I say this. Uh, I'm jumping yeah. in here. Um, I don't think Rafti's story is atypical maybe more for his generation but 
in our generation, we didn't have formalized IT training. Comp Sci was as close as you could get to right. a cybersecurity degree. And now it's become, you know, much more tracked and much more specified. So I've listened to so many speakers and so many podcasts, and most of them say, "Oh yeah, I was an economist," or "I, you know, I was, I was, a, you know, I was a historian." You know, the, these are things that were not necessarily lent to becoming into IT and especially IT security. And it drew us in, much like Rafti said, we we found we had a predisposition towards data management or towards the use of IT, and uh, we kind of drifted in here. And I, I kind of like that. It's kind of like the Wild West, or at least it was. Yeah, I do too. And I'd like to, I'd like Matt to chime in. Matt, your undergrad studies were was computer science, correct? Yeah, yeah, I was a computer science major. Nerd. And- <laughs> but <laughs> but the, the funny thing is, I didn't realize until my senior year in, in college. I was going to become a, a computer scientist, which had nothing to do with all the fun stuff like, that I was actually interested in. I was interested in networking. I was interested in, in, in how computers worked and how they applied to business and all that kind of stuff. And I had a real existential crisis because I uh, I, I was going to graduate and only have only be qualified to teach computer science to other undergrads. And I didn't really care for that. I didn't care for Unix. I didn't care for, you know, uh, programming. It was heavy on programming and stuff like that. So, so it really was kind of a shift for me when I got yeah. out into the real world because I found other, other aspects in this huge, under this huge umbrella of IT, it wasn't even called IT back then. We were just called computer nerds and it was called IS slash IT, stuff like that. Um, that, that, but that's when I really figured out, okay, this is what I like. I like the networking. I like the security. I like dealing with people and users and stuff like that. Yeah. I, uh, I would... May I ask yeah, what ahead, like languages you learned? Um, we started in Pascal, which was, well, I mean, way back when it was, it was basic, but then, uh, immediately went straight to, um, C plus plus was the first language that, that I learned hardcore yeah. and then, and then backtracked from that to C. Um, and then by the time I was a junior, I think, uh, Java had just come out. So the Java programming language, not JavaScript, actual Java. And, and so we were learning a lot of object oriented programming in Java and stuff like that. Nowadays, my son, um, is now an undergrad, uh, at, at, in college and, and they do almost everything in Python. And I'm like, I don't know yeah. anything about Python, <laughs> but he, he can code in Python. Like it's nobody's business, but he, he's struggling with the C plus plus and the C stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's old stuff. That's, that's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to put my two cents quickly in and just uh, from a quick broad stroke, I would tell any young individual that is finishing high school, go to college, go on. If you have the ability, I know, Ben, you're shaking your head. Hang on a second. You're going to get a second. You're going to get a chance to speak. But I'm going to tell you, go to get that undergraduate degree, just like Rafti's saying, no matter if it's in chemistry or if you find that you're into geography or geology or like Matt was saying, computer science. The the routes now that you have to get into the to the IT field, you're not limited. Like Matt was saying at that time, it was only computer science. That was it. If you want to get into IT, that degree was computer science. But now you have uh, forensics, you have security, you have programming, you have all these different paths within undergrad. But now after that, I will say that I believe, if especially if you want to get into this type of work where Matt and I are are hands-on every single day working in systems and infrastructure, 
I think it's essential and critical that one of the first things they do is get into a help desk environment, whether that's part-time, weekends, or whatnot, holidays, go to Best Buy, get that Geek Squad job. I think that's one of the absolute best ways to see if you like this field because you're in the trenches. Ben, I really want to hear what you're saying when you were shaking your head big no when I said go on to undergrad. Out of consideration of your show's format, I'm not going to emphasize this next statement the way I really want to and the way I would <laughs> on my own show. College is a scam. Um, it is thoroughly useless. It is a hindrance. Uh, it actually teaches antithetically to what you're actually going to practice, especially in our discipline. Um, you know, there's there's probably some areas of discipline. If you want to be an engineer, go to college. If you want to be a pharmacist or, or, or you know, what, what Rafti was doing, you want to be a biochemist, go to college. That is absolutely essential. But there is no such gatekeeping in our industry. And we talked about this a few weeks ago when we were talking about personalists, yeah. you know, and, and how um, what is much more rated in our industry is uh, one, the certificates and the certifications, and I'll talk about that in a second too. But the the other thing is experience, which is why I'm going to agree with you on the second half of what you said about help desk or something similar. There's plenty right, of other right. you know entry level positions. I would say even being a cable dragger for the telephone company, you know, you start down on your OZ level one, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and you know, crawl under desks, pull cat five, that is a great entrance into networking as well. Uh, and that'll get you into the IT field. So I, I really, I, I don't wanna see people with that burden. Now that's not to say that there isn't a use and a benefit to college. The degree does open doors. Do that once you're employed. Once your employer is willing to pay 25, 50% of your college degree. Do that once you have been established. You can take night school or weekends as a grown up, as opposed to four years of your life at an isolated enclave of other similar sheltered, narrow viewed academics and get out into the world. Ben does not uh, convey the thoughts that I do, obviously, with this. And I think he does bring up a lot of great points. However, and I've even thought if I could go back and do it again, would I have done four years in undergrad? Um, my answer is yes, because I didn't just get, and I don't want to make this podcast about going to college. Um, I didn't just get the academic side of it. The, the socialization and the connections that were made in that environment were 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 great. Again, I know he's, he's <laughs> I see the reaction. On we went to very like different that. colleges, Joey. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, you went to the Air Force Academy, right? Yeah, socialization wasn't a big part of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I went to the we, I went we to were e designed to be antisocial and blow things up. So I mean <laughs> well, I went to EKU, Eastern Kentucky University. I was in a fraternity. If you want to spend four years partying, by all means go to college. But <laughs> if you want to start your career and advance yourself with your peer group, definitely start early. Definitely start start working. Get out there, do it. It's Rafti, you made a comment that what you try to tell people is set up a server, get an old laptop, and go for it. Expand on that. This is uh, this is a little bit different, but I uh, to add a bit on what Ben was saying, I find that at least when I talk to people who are younger than me, so people in their 20s, they sometimes don't even know if they actually want to do it. So I agree. At least do a summer job. Try to yes. get your hands dirty. Like you need to know if this is the right thing for you and you need to, because otherwise you won't be happy. So 
try it at least. And with the server thing, what I found is that at least from from people who I employ is um, if you don't do this on your free time, if you don't like stuff like that, you know, um, currently with people moving off of Twitter, I started, I have no time, but I found the time because I like it to get up my own Mastodon server. I, I, I looked into it, what I needed. It's based on Ruby and I'm like, Ruby is not a language I'm used to, but I, I spun up a Docker container. I got it running. Of course, I set up like the whole uh, security for the server myself and everything because I this is how I this is what I like. This is why I chose to go away from chemistry because I enjoy this stuff. And I feel like an, an old laptop and even like I don't know how well, how it is like at your places, but sometimes if it's a couple years old, you can get this on like for so cheap for $50 or something like that. It does not need to be powerful. You just need to get some basic stuff running and an SSH into it. And, and I'd get, be willing see, to put comments. Go ahead. Go I'd ahead, be ben. willing to put money on it. I'd be willing to bet that if we pick 10 random people from the IT sphere, nine of them would say they learn their chops making a gaming machine or because they had a hobby right. that they had to figure out how to stand up a server or they wanted to build an online community. They went and learned it for their own purposes other than doing the job. Yep. Tinkering, Tinker, do not underestimate the value of just getting cheap hardware, free operating systems and tinker with it and, and play. Kluge, Kluge, okay. that's our world. <laughs> okay, but, but yeah, yes, and I agree 100%. And that was one of the ways that I learned hardware was building machines. Uh, Matt and I talk constantly about the old nostalgic days of CompUSA and Radio Shack and going in there and what new boards do they have in memories and processors and so on. However, I also think there is such a value that when you have an infrastructure at a help desk type environment where they're sending you with a cart to go out and properly name tag devices and properly archive them and doing that, you're learning best practices within the industry rather than not having good mentoring or menteeing for that individual in that spot. So yes, while tinkering is great on the side, I really want to encourage people, if you have an opportunity at an intern, even as an intern to not get paid and go to the local university and get on their help desk or the hospital or whatever, get that internship or that, that, that summer job. And like they're saying, start getting your hands into that uh, hardware. Wholeheartedly agree because, and I'm going to, I'm going to bag on college again in the college textbook. It'll tell you why cannibalizing from your existing inventory is a bad idea. You end up with all sorts of, of supply chain issues. You don't feel it. You don't realize it. You don't really conceptualize it till you start doing it and you are in a workplace environment. And if they say, oh, we'll just take the motherboard out of that one, put it in this one, then you start those ideas co become cohesive and, and and all those ideas congeal and doing it in practice is the way to learn the stuff. I totally agree with you wholeheartedly. And because you were saying get a degree in any like even in geography or something, as I said, I was a chemist, but I like went on my knees and pulled cat cables through like walls and stuff. And and uh, we did a re-networking of the laboratory and stuff like that. And this was useful for me as well. I could tell 
the other people who are doing this work, like this is a dangerous place. Like, because like the whole laboratory is not dangerous. You need to be wary of those spots. This is where like the biohazard stuff is handled and stuff like that. And so they appreciated this a lot, but I got on my knees as well. I had those, I split those cables and put on the, the headers and stuff like that. And this is very useful because when I have stuff at home, if I set up my home server, as I said, like with an old laptop or something, and I see a bad network connection. I know what to look for. I know how to troubleshoot because I, I did done the groundwork as well. I, I know how to label stuff, as you were saying. I know I know those good practices and I understand what it takes to to build up a system that works from the bottom to the top. And can we so, make a distinction real quick between certain kinds of help desks? Because the, oh yes. the one the one thing I would caution newbies about the help desk that's simply a call center with a scripted tree on your screen that you follow along that is not help desk that, that is you know the, the, that's not even really tech support you know it's it's a call center and you're not learning anything you're not really helping anyone you're just augmenting the ai that could do the same thing but the user doesn't want to click through stuff this is like we talked about a few episodes back where they want the human factor because they want to hear your voice and your nice accent <laughs> they just didn't want to do the lookup themselves that that's not going to help you in your it um career that doesn't really teach you anything, uh, but the help desk that, that Joey was describing, when you're actually boots on the ground with the users in the community building stuff, that's that's how it works. That's the good stuff. So I, I think it's fair to say that we're, we're, we might be split uh, on moving from the collegiate uh, step to possibly not. And let's let's leave that where it is. But now now let's look at would you advise somebody to look at that CompTIA ITIL or A plus and say, you know what? Let's look at these. I love I love A plus and that's a great place to start. And that's where I usually recommend. Uh, but what ISC Squared is offering right now, and everyone should jump on it if they're a young person, if they're transitioning into this career and they're and they're not a young person, um, the the CC cert, which ISC Squared just created this year, um, and is offering training for free and testing for free. They have this, this uh, effort called the 1 million certified. And um, it is entry level. It is designed specifically for this purpose. Go and do that, take advantage of it while it doesn't cost nothing. And that is a good way to both determine whether you have a disposition towards this material and to see if you kind of like it, if it's, if it's a thing that you may be interested in. Would, what is the C? Do you know what the acronym is? Oh, I and we can look it up. But I, 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 I helped. I helped build this program. I, I wrote part of the curriculum <laughs> and I did all the practice questions for them. And I and I honestly do not. I think it's certified cybersecurity, certified okay. in cybersecurity, something like that. So, yeah. something but dumb. it's going. It's going down the cyber route. Yes, but because it's entry level, it's there's a lot of OZ discussion there's you know it's very it, it's 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 the basic stuff for it compounded with a security focus so it's not cissp light it's still okay. it's still very much entry level and and i think that's it, it would be worth it for anybody in any aspect of it to go this route even if you end up not wanting to go security if you want to be a network architect or anything like that go this route. Gotcha. Gotcha. Matt. 
Oh, I was just going to say, to be fair, I mean, we're all security professionals in the industry. So, of course, this is going to be security uh, bent, uh, this discussion. But but everything in IT has become centered around security. It's I mean, yeah, you want to make sure that your application works and that your network connects and that you have Internet activity. But it, it's all got to be done securely. So, yeah, there, I think there's definitely some benefit to to having a security uh, angle on whatever learning that you that you do. But I think that uh, getting back to what you were originally talking about, Joey, with the uh, starting out with help desk, the important part for young people getting into IT to realize is that IT exists to help a business. So uh, th 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 there is always a business purpose to having, otherwise they wouldn't have IT people. If they didn't see some value to technology, if they didn't see some value uh, coming from uh, uh, the forced multiplication that happens because you have computers doing uh, what, what humans can do, then uh, you know you you as a as a valued employee, as a highly paid valued employee, hopefully as you move up through your, through the ranks, uh, you have to be able to help the business. You and and the business has to be be able to see that you're providing some kind of value to the company through what you're what you're doing. And so from that perspective, yeah, uh, I, I agree with you that that help desk is a way to get a start. Uh, that's certainly how I got my start. Um, it's. Uh, Oh, I got mine. It's, yeah, <laughs> but my gosh, it's also soul crushing, <laughs> and it breaks. So people. let's talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> let's talk because I think there is an absolute necessity to tell people that you do not want to look at this position as a long term. This is a stepping stone. It is a learning curve. It is to get your feet wet and your and and almost pay your dues. I want to say in this field because like Rafti was saying whether you go into security or as Matt does forensics right Matt you're you're a you're a forensics expert as well right. um these skill sets that you learn in the trenches will be applied not can be will be applied into any of the fields that you go to within technology so so what Matt is saying it is soul crushing he's not kidding i did tech support for a large Fortune 500 company for about eight months. And I literally at the end of eight months thought there's no hope for humanity. There is, <laughs> there is none. And Ben is arched over laughing. And, so and Matt and I have talked ad nauseum about my experiences because when you are on the phone with individuals, after a certain period of time, you start to see repetition with the questions. I've seen this, this is Active Directory, or this is Control Panel, or this is Services, and you know exactly where to go. And the questions become so painfully redundant. That's when you know it is now time to move on yeah. and ex expand my knowledge. But this is what college is supposed to be. This is what, and I don't mean to keep hanging on college. I would say this is an apprenticeship. And yes. you're right. It's paying your dues to show your mastery and to get those basic chops and then move on into whatever it is you want to move, whether it's security or whether it's networking, whether you want to be an entrepreneur, whether it, whatever it is, this is where you start and build that foundation for yourself. It's not a career path. Yeah. By no means, it is not a career path. And uh, yeah. one other really quick thing, Joey, to add on onto the help desk thing. Help desk does help you build soft skills, in particular yes. working with people, which yes. is something that it's it, it's trite and it's a stereotype in our industry, but it's true. There are a whole lot of personality types that are that gravitate towards technology and security that do not like people. They don't like dealing with people. They hate talking on the telephone. They don't like responding to emails, and help desk does force you 
on at least a very rudimentary level, you've got to be able to communicate, get your thoughts across, be able to ask good questions, be able to be helpful to people. Or at least show you that it's not your, that's not your discipline. It, it can, and that's okay because there is room in our industry for people who go and work in their own little stovepipe. That's okay too. Yeah, yep. Matt, and Matt, you're saying soft skills, but I think the one you touched on the most was communication. How, because if you want to work with clients, if you want to get into specific areas where you have to deal with the end user and the client, whether it's on a large scale and you're getting on planes and flying to Dubai and having to speak with bank CIOs and CISOs, it doesn't matter. You have to be able to communicate and pass on that not that communication of technical to possibly non-technical. I can't tell you how many, quote, CIOs I have interacted with in my past that have absolutely no technical experience. They're good math people. They're good with statistics and they know how to run and manage, but that doesn't mean they're technical. So like Matt's saying, how do you communicate with them? You have to be able to translate the issue into the solution uh, as a layman. And 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 what better way to learn to do that than tech support? That's that's been my entire career. That's the only thing I'm good at. I'm not good at the technology. I can I can speak geek and I can speak normal human and I can translate between the two. And that is, <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. I'm I, that is exactly what I do. Yeah. For, and, and for those who are wanting to go down the, uh, the, the, the listen to my show, um, and I know we have listeners. Oh, by the way, I want to shout out to my uh, my new Japanese listeners. Thank you very much for uh, downloading the podcast to those in Japan. Um, <laughs> but for those of you wanting to get into security, Ben's website, wannabeacissp.com, spelled W-A-N-N-A-B-E-A-C-I-S-S-P.com. Go go, uh, go go to that site, and it's not only CISSP, Ben. Tell us a little bit about the site for my we, listeners. We, I, I have a whole bunch of different training courses and materials for different certifications within the industry, including SSCP, CISSP, CCSP, CCSK, CISM, um, and, and it's, it's all based on how to pass the exam, uh, but it's mainly for practitioners already in the field, so not so much quite yet for people who are entry level. Um, um, and and yeah, we try to we try to cut out all of the the jibber jabber that comes along with passing those certs and just get to the heart of the matter. So speaking of certs, let's briefly. I know we've got just a little bit of time left. If if you guys can indulge me, so let's go. Let's get out of the undergrad um, umbrella and let's move into now. The individual is in the IT. They know that this is the path they want to go down. This is a young individual or or an older individual wanting to pivot their career. And they say, okay, I want to get into IT. Um, would you encourage certification? Because I have met people that say you don't need a cert to to pro, uh, progress uh, progress in this field. And then other people saying, absolutely, you have to have them. So I want to uh, open the floor there. You don't need it. Um, <laughs> just just like you don't need a master's degree to become a manager. But you know what? It's going to open so many more doors and shortcut yeah. your path towards that ascendancy if you get those tickets, um, simply because they're indicators that people who are hiring you can use to hang their hat on as part of their due diligence. If you just go in and try to prove your supremacy in IT, yes, that's possible, but it's very difficult for anyone to use that as a metric. Oh, I talked to this guy and he's smart. Well, so what? You know, that that's... That's too subjective. So yes, I highly recommend. I, I'm biased, but I highly recommend getting certs. Yeah, it, it, go ahead, Matt. 
Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're all, all four of us are at the age that none of us need another certification, but we all have them because they have, we, we have seen some value at some point in the past to, to having them, whether, um, you know, they were security related or IT related or, or otherwise. Yeah. It, it, like Ben said, it's, a, it's a shortcut in particular, if you can put something like that on your resume or on your application to, for, for a job. Yeah. It gets you instantly through the door or through that filter so that you're at that next level. Uh, and as they weed out all the people who don't have those certifications. Now, that being said, not every job is going to be have an application process like that. And there are jobs where you actually physically go and you meet somebody, you get interviewed, they judge whether you're good at what you do or not. And in those cases, yeah, certifications don't matter one, one single bit. Um, I, I've been fortunate in my career to have never really needed a certification. I can remember being young in the 90s. And, and clawing and, and being like, oh, I need to get those certifications because that's really going to be what it is. Once I started my own business, I didn't need a single one of them, but I still pursued them because I had clients that maybe I would get the client anyway, or maybe not. But it just, you know, it was another feather in my cap to be able to say, okay, my client now feels good about hiring me and signing this contract with my company and bringing me on to do the work that they want. But now I'm going to, I'm going to counter what you just said, because I don't believe you. <laughs> um, <laughs> and this is more, and I started the conversation about getting jobs, but it, the opening doors is more than that. It's also getting contracts. Some contracts yes. will not even let you bid unless you have a certain thing. I went and got a certification this year that I didn't think I ever needed for myself, but because there was a customer who wanted me to have that cert. So I went and got the cert um, and, and Matt, don't you need to have your forensic cert in order to do expert <laughs> testing? Well, no, yes, I'm, yeah. I'm serious, yeah. but the court would yeah. laugh you or the op opposing counsel would tear you down if you weren't certified, right? Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. And and that's kind of an edge case <laughs> of needing a certification. Yeah. I, I needed to have a forensic certificate to be able to, to uh, yeah, yeah, basically survive cross-examination uh, when I'm on the stand testifying or something like that. So, but uh, by the same token, uh, you know, I've, I've gone up again against other forensic professionals who haven't had the same certifications or haven't had any of the certifications. And they were perfectly good forensic professionals. However, I'm leaning in my retaining counsel's ear and saying, hey, ask him about, you know, did he get this? Did he get this? Did he get <laughs> it's this? a great way to impeach the opposition, isn't it? Right, I mean, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It, and it doesn't mean that they all their testimony is immediately uh, thrown out the window, but it does, yeah, make them seem like, my, oh, maybe this person wasn't quite as good or, th or as thorough or as diligent on, uh, you know, uh, th th their forensic examination. And but that yeah, will I, affect their credibility of their testimony. Right. But, but again, I consider that an edge case because forensics are not general IT. 99% <laughs> of people are never going to testify in court, uh, you know, uh, uh, about stuff that they do. So, but, but yeah, I, I'm sure that there are other niche industries under the umbrella of IT that, that, that definitely would happen. If you want to do defense work, if you want to work in the in the pharmaceutical industry, if you want to work in the food processing, you better have the tickets for doing those things. And they're all specialized, but they will exist and they don't look for degrees. Usually, unless you're at the PhD level and you're bidding on a contract that specifies science, um, but you're going to need some kind of ticket in our world. Ben um, and, and Rafti, I want to hear your points as, on this as well. You know, jumping back to the uh, undergrad what about vocational schools that specialize only in that field for and i'm just going to use a network administrator that wants to go and get their server and network credentials uh two-year associate's degree so to speak where you're learning 
only what you want to learn to go into that career. Let, give me your thoughts on that. Yeah, for me, it's, <clears throat> I like when people are broad, like when I'm hiring, I, I look into, I usually also ask, uh, because I'm curious what else they do, like what uh, they like doing. And I think um, from a work perspective, it benefits if you're broader, if you know more. So I, I'd yeah. rather have somebody who has maybe like a geography degree and more experience in the field, because I know that they just sort of like are not laser focused on this and they can well, see well, problems, well, so that, to speak. Exactly. And that they might anticipate a problem just in general. I mean, a geography degree is way yeah, out yeah, there, yeah. but they can maybe see outside of their narrow scope what might be going on, because sometimes a problem is easier to solve in a different section. Um, if you have uh, if you only want to solve network problems on the network level, sometimes it's easier to move the like machine into a different um, place, you know, um, to get the network issue resolved you don't have to upgrade a router you don't have to upgrade a switch don't need to get the the ethernet cable upgraded sometimes it's easier to move something in rather than upgrade something or something like that you you understand where i'm going from where i'm coming from and i think yes, if yes. you're very focused on one thing and if you only have one specific narrow toolkit i i don't say that this is that this is uh, instantly dequalifying but i say i would encourage people to go broader and to uh, I, like... Yeah, I think you and I both agree on that, Rafi. You and I are in the camp of, of uh, you know, college and 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 getting that. I guess um, more of a not, not not as not as focused, if if possible, right? Um, however, I don't feel, and Ben, I want to get your points. I don't feel that a vocational and or associate's degree in those specialized is any less um, important or or credible. Ben. Yeah, I, I'm going to, you brought me on the show to say the exact opposite of everything Rafti said. <laughs> um, you know, uh, if I want you to be able to configure a server, I don't care if you're a nice person. I don't care if you got kids or pets. I don't care if you go wakeboarding on the weekends. That is not my interest. I can't stand when an employer says, we're, we're really a family. I don't care. I'm not going to see you after work. I'm going to come in. I'm going to do my eight hours. I'm going to, I'm going to fix your problem. Um, if, if I hire you to do the server, great, do the server, you know, that's, that's exactly it. And I think those degrees, the shortcut degrees, I love them. I absolutely love them. And I, again, I'm biased. I taught in community college for a while. Uh, I think those, those learners are by far, oh gosh, I'm going to be so careful here. No, no. I think I'm going to agree <laughs> with what you say here. They're, they're by far more dedicated and yes. they're yes. usually those learners come to that route as opposed to a four-year degree either because they didn't have the time or opportunity to go for the four-year degree they're adults they're working already they have families already they have a goal in mind and they're they are laser focused and that is their discipline that is their choice and and i love those people those are the ones that i want to put into play because i know they're going to be focused on doing the job in general, I, I understand. I just want to maybe iterate. I hired two different uh, people over the last two years. One who um, sort of like taught, um, like got learned to be a programmer later on. And he only knows like, I don't think he knows Python, but he knows Ruby. He's a Ruby developer. 
And the other one is um, does no C, does no C++, does no Ruby. And Go, for instance, um, Go is our main uh, programming language for our application and Ruby is for our web development stuff. Um, the difference in, in, in like how deep they understand what they're actually putting into code um, for the person who only knows Ruby. And you could argue he only needs to do the web thing. He only needs to do this. But sometimes the mistakes that that he makes are just down to not understanding how the compiler then works and how the machine running this code, what limitations it has, what what stuff is easier for the machine to do and what stuff takes longer. And so I'd say somebody who's like, and, and for for if you doing uh, go to college, if you learn it like from the ground up, you typically to this day, I was a little bit confused, Matt, of what you were saying. Um, here in Europe, you typically learn Java as well, but you learn some C, you learn some C, uh, you learn C++ as well, and you sort of understand the technology, which is built on one of each other. And so you can, even if you don't know it into detail, C, and if you don't never have actually like written production code in C, just some small things for university, um, then it's, it's still, it's like you understand it better, you understand it broader and, and stuff like that. And I, I think I, I think quality people in our discipline are going to learn that on their own anyway. I think that's a difference in experience more than, okay. than training. It's simply because, like you said, when you come up against a wall in our world, you find a way over, under, around that wall, and that may be going outside your comfort zone and, and expanding your knowledge base. Um, so I, I'm sure that, yes, there are limitations of certain kinds of training, but I think the same two people 10 years into the field, whether they had a four-year degree or two-year degree, they're going to expand their knowledge base, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Matt, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, so, yeah, I, I think what, what Ben's saying, and I think I agree with you, with him, is that once you, you project forward 10 or 15 years into any given career, all the all the bumps at the beginning all kind of get leveled out. Whether it was two year, four year, no degree, you got certs, you didn't get certs, you worked uh, help desk, you didn't work help desk. Ten or fifteen years in, of of a potentially thirty year, thirty five year career overall, yeah, all, all, all that doesn't matter. So, um, uh, go ahead. No, you're you're right, Matt. And and for anyone that is young. And you think, okay, I want to go into IT. I, I, I like what Matt does. To be able to sit on the witness stand and be the expert witness in forensics, or I want to be the security instructor, or I want to be the, the security engineer, whatever, whatever that is. When I was 19 years old, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I thought I knew what I wanted to do. I thought I did, and even 18. I didn't realize I wanted to get into IT until I was almost 23 years old. And I thought... I'm actually kind of good at this. I've got a knack for it. And yeah, I could get into this field. And then my IT journey has kind of been like, you know, a ping pong or a, 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 a oh gosh, I can't think of that pinball machine where I'm going yeah, yeah left, right, up, down and, and zigzagging. And, and I'm just now, you know, at 47 years old into this 25 plus years seeing, okay, you know, even if I were to career pivot, I would somehow find technology to put into that career. It doesn't matter if I was going to be bird watching. How could I then automate bird watching? You know, it doesn't matter. This is what I love to do. It's it's. Uh, so I would say to that young person um, that that's considering IT, 
get your feet wet with with what with what these experts are saying on this on this show today is get that server get that laptop begin to tinker begin to learn hardware uh, begin to get your hands into anything you can um, to see if this is the the, the area you want to go down right and and then whether college is the path for you vocational or specialized associates it doesn't matter however you want to get there uh, there are so many more roads now that are available to you than when when we were young and I agree with this 100% and I'd say um, this is so much more important if you don't like this, if you don't want to set up your own server, if you don't like um, tinkering, then this should be a red flag. Then know, know if the paths are the right for you. And this is basically, I think, what we can all agree on. It's like um, it does not matter which path you take. If you don't like this basic stuff, you will not be happy here. And you will, yeah, not not ex excel in this job. It will always be a burden. Would you all agree with Rafti's statement? If you don't like basic tech support, then this is not the path. Matt, you're laughing. I want to hear from you first. <laughs> well, I think, uh, especially for 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 people of of our age, not necessarily of Rafti's age, gaming was always the gateway to IT. If I think you, it still is. And and okay, yeah. And and, and of course the games were much more simple back when we were of, of of that age. Um but yeah, I can remember taking apart my parents' TV back when we had big console TVs and 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 goofing around with them with pliers and 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 screwdrivers and stuff like that. And that's how I knew when I was like 10, 11, 12 years old, oh shoot, maybe I should be working with with electronics and stuff like that. Uh but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I got I completely got sidelined. What was the point I was trying to make? <laughs> oh yeah, gaming, gaming. <laughs> I, I was all of a sudden back on a mountaintop in eastern Kentucky. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but 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 yeah, tinkering with games because we had to learn how to get our games to work correctly. Uh, games nowadays you don't have to work nearly nearly that hard. Uh, but there's still modding scenes. There's still you know people that, that stand up their own servers, uh, people that like to still write games. I mean, there's a huge independent game scene. Um, yeah, uh, you know, flash games aren't a thing anymore. But there are still various. You can write a small video game and learn how to program and make graphics and do sound and and all the all that stuff that goes along with it easily. There are tutorials out there. There, there were no tutorials that we could go to and learn how to create a video game in 1985. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> no. But there are now. So yeah, anyways, that was my point. Ben, Ben, uh, your final thoughts? Do the apprenticeship, what, what Joey was saying, pay the dues. And, and it's funny that he's saying, you know, if you don't like tech support, you don't believe. And this is right after he said eight months into it, I lost all hope for humanity. So I, there, there's a happy medium here. You know, I, I never had a strictly help desk tech support job because those careers did not exist when I was a young person and I had a separate I was going for a separate goal, but when I was 14, um, my dad paid me 50 bucks to go into his small business and play with the one computer that they had just purchased, which was this HP weird touchscreen thing with a, a five inch uh, monitor, green screen, and make it do simple, it was a spreadsheet before there were spreadsheets. and. There, you know, there was a book. I didn't understand any of it. I learned it by playing with it. And I built some really ugly formulas for them to do a business process, but it worked and it did the job. And it, and like Matt said, it supported the business. It made whatever that thing was much easier for the business to do. And that was my value in, now that I look back, 50 bucks was probably pretty low for what he paid. He got a pretty good deal. <laughs> 
<laughs> my dad ripped me off. He was exploiting me. <laughs> but, but he I, fed you and clothed you and provided a whole shelter. Yeah, <laughs> he keeps falling back on that every time I bring it up. Um, but but what it did, it's like what Joey was saying. It didn't teach me programming. It taught me logic. It taught me the place in the business, and it taught me outcomes. And what Rafti was saying, it taught me how to build good formulas versus bad ones because if you built one that had a dependency that somebody else wanted to do, it would, the whole thing would collapse like a, a set of dominoes, or, you know. And and so those are the experiences, those are the practice, those are the learning abilities and the experience that you build everything else on. And it all compounds. So yes, I, I'm with you. I, I like the premise. Help desk, IT support, whatever it is, start there, then go the career. I agree. I agree. Well, I think we've covered it. I, I think that's uh, pretty good, and we've got great viewpoints. So, um, uh, you know, for, for, for those that are coming to Ben's show, you can also download this at thetopicofchoice.com from my podcast. And then from those on my podcast, uh, go to Ben's site, The Sensuous Sounds of Infosec on securitized.com. Uh, and I know it's spelled differently, right, Ben? Uh, it's security, uh, Z E D, uh, there it is. Com. yeah, there you go. I'll, I'll let you take us out, Ben. Thanks for letting me be a part of the show today. Oh, thanks for having me on your show, Joey. All right. <laughs> until next week, I'm Ben Maliso. And I'm Matt Snotty. Rafael Beetler. And I'm Joey Police. Catch you again next week for another episode of the sensuous sounds of the topic of choice. <laughs>
If you enjoy this podcast, take a listen to The Topic of Choice with host Joey Police, his sidekick Matt, that's me, and lots of interesting guests. Now in its third season, Joey leads open conversations, reviews, and interviews about all kinds of interesting and exciting topics, often with a pop culture take. It's a fun show released weekly on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.